90.1 Hope FM and hopefm.com. Oh, yes, he filled my life to overflowing. And that was John Pantry with Empty Handed. And I'm delighted that John joins with me this morning. Good morning, John. Morning to you, Ian. Uh, well, in fact, I was thinking last night, when was the first time that I ever met you? And I really had to rack my brains, but it goes back to spring harvest. Um, and at that time, I think you were leading worship. And I think, it, if I remember rightly, it was um, a minehead. And that was before the days you got into broadcasting. So as a singer-songwriter, how did you get into all that? Oh, my goodness. Well, funny enough, I was just, as I was uh, hearing Empty Handed, I was reflecting that was 45 years ago. Ian, oh, John. I re- recorded that. Oh. Um, I, I, I came from a musical family, and I was writing songs from a, from a young age. But um, that was put slightly aside when I um, got myself a job as a trainee recording engineer, and I worked in the music business um, for about 10 years. Um, and during that time... I started recording bits and pieces as well. So that, that gradually, the songwriting thing gradually came to the fore. I mean, you can't just sit down and go, I'm going to write a song. No, <laughs> so no. so, so h- how did you get into that whole genre? What, what was the thing that really motivated you and, and skilled you to be able to do it? I, I think to, to be able to want to express something. Um, uh, you, like most songwriters, you get a, a kernel of an idea and that comes out in a, perhaps a few key words, and then you play about on the keyboard on the, or on the guitar, and you find a little melody that would fit those words, and the song kind of grows from that, from that, that seed. But it's wanting to express that. And before I became a Christian, I was writing, obviously, secular songs about love and uh, all sorts of situations in life. And after I became a Christian... I wanted to express my faith in songs, so that's where I began to write songs like Empty Handed. So were you an individual performer before you were a worship leader? Uh, Oh yes, absolutely. Um, Yeah, I I spent some 15 years going around the world, (laughs) from Australia and New Zealand to America and all over the place, um, as a, a solo singer and speaking and sharing my faith and and gradually i think because the christian music scene started off with people like graham kendrick more as a as a folk music scene um and and there were a lot of coffee bars around at the time you may well remember (laughs) and um folk singers in coffee bars that's it sort of developed from that so solo singers uh playing keyboard or a or a guitar and then gradually um that developed into into leading other people in singing, other people in worship. And where I met you in Minehead, you were leading worship there. And that's a significant thing, isn't it, at, at Minehead and, and at the other Spring Harvest sites? Ab- absolutely, absolutely. And it's still going strong after goodness knows how many years. Yes, I, I, I led worship for f- quite a few years in the alternative celebration. I don't know why I thought I was suited to the alternative <laughs> celebration. <laughs> but... but there we are. And that, that, yeah, that was a, a real blessing. 
So, uh, singer, songwriter, solo performer, and worship leader as well. Now, of course, eventually, me and you both ended up at uh, Premier Radio. You were there uh, before me. So, how did that transition occur? Well, um, during one of my tours around the UK, um, uh, uh, well, I'll take a step back. I'd been in America for a while and noticed how much Christian radio there was in America. And coming back to the UK, I wrote a song called Jesus on the Airwaves, and I put together a tour, and I toured around the country. One of the places we visited was Newcastle, and there uh, a, 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 um, a young radio enthusiast, Peter Carriage, saw me uh, at the concert, and um, a few years later, he invited me. Uh, he had then become the, uh, the, the manager, the director, the, the CEO of premier christian radio and he invited me to uh, to come and join the team so that, that was that was how that developed and that lasted quite a long time because you took over uh, the breakfast show and it really became your own <laughs> well yeah i i had lots of, of partners on it and and some that went on to do far better things than me oh uh, yeah i was there about 23 24 years <laughs> Yeah, well, you did a great job with us, and I know there were an awful lot of people blessed by uh, that particular programme. Well, um, we've talked about your uh, writing. Um, You've picked a song which we're going to play, uh, which is called How Easily a Heart Can Break. So why that song? Um, That came about when when I I realised that when you love someone, um, you make yourself vulnerable. You can be hurt by them. And I realize that that applies to God, too. That as a Christian, I realize that if God loves you and you turn away from him, you can actually hurt him by, by doing that. You can actually wound him by doing that. Uh, so that's, that's the thinking behind the song. Let's listen to the song. And that was John Pantry, my special guest this morning, with How Easily a Heart Can Break. And John, in my introduction, I talked about you as a singer-songwriter and a broadcaster and also a Church of England minister on top of all that. So how did you fit that one in? (laughs) Um, Well, I'm not quite sure how it all began, really, but at one stage I felt... Um, having travelled around and, 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 and preached and spoken about my faith for many years, that I ought to do a little bit of learning. And uh, I approached my minister at my local church, and he recommended I go on this course. And uh, one thing led to another, and eventually I ended up before a panel um, uh, who wanted to know whether I wanted to be trained as a minister. And I, for some reason I said yes. So then I, <laughs> I spent three, three years part-time at Oak Hill College in, in North London and uh, came out being a reverend. So there we are, that's what happened. So was it hard going back to studying when you've been doing all the other sort of out-and-about type things? It, it was hard fitting it in because I was still doing concerts and other bits and pieces, a little bit of sound engineering for one or two groups 
Um, but um, yeah, it, it, it was tricky at first. But but I really developed a, a love of studying, which I hadn't had at school. <laughs> <laughs> and I began to think, oh, I, I think there's something you know about Ian, having recently done a lot of studying. But um, yeah, you you can really uh, get into it and to spend time in the in the library researching things and looking up things and learning things yeah i i thoroughly enjoyed it in the end i can definitely concur about the studying thing because once you start getting into it um, it sort of takes over and you almost become addicted to it you can't put the thing down and yet you've got to you've got to move on to uh, other stuff as well so um being a vicar and so eventually did you get a church to look after uh, no, I, I made the decision at the, at the, uh, the end of the training not to go full time, but to, but to um, simply get the qualification and be attached to a church as a as a curate, um, and uh, that's that's still what I'm doing today. So I uh, I still take weddings every year, uh, the odd funeral and um, services. I've got two services coming up this Sunday, so I'm part of it the team at my local church now. Sounds great. Well, you and I have got a lot of memories together. We did um, a lot of events together over the years for, for Premier Radio. And, uh, and one of them I have a special memory for, and that was the time that we spent in Keswick together. Oh, right, indeed, yeah. yes. You re- that, was a, that was amazing. Yeah, and uh, of course, there we were broadcasting the breakfast show for Premier from there and one or two highlights from the event as well. And on one occasion, staying with my sister-in-law on an island in the middle of Derwentwater at Keswick. Do you remember that? Right. I, I do, and having to row from the island to the shore to get... <laughs> site to broadcast the program every morning and rowing back in the evening as well uh, yeah a- absolutely incredible memory that for yeah, from that yeah. 90.1 hope fm and hopefm.com